1: Good morning San
2: Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRC. KPRZ. One of these days all right. remember what that is? You know what it's new. We it's only yeah, it's, we will yeah, how, how many years have we been doing this now? Uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Some somewhere around there. So, anyway, um, looks like it's going to be a nice weekend now that the uh, hurricane has passed.
3: Yes. Our, our, our tropical storm. Yeah. It's a twister. It's a twister. <laughs> Yeah. I got 2.2 inches of rain. I had no water damage, no wind damage, unless a few pine needles stuck to my car counts as uh, yeah, wind damage. Yeah, I saw,
2: yeah, I did see a lot of pine needles and just, there's a, there's a lot of there's actually a lot of pine trees in Scripps Ranch. Um, for whatever reason, they like to use those for landscaping and open areas, and I saw a lot of pine needles down and stuff like that. But really, there was. Yeah. It was somewhat of a non-event, as far as ah. I'm concerned. Right. I think
3: it was a perfect event. We got a good, a deep, drenching, good, night. Yeah. drenching.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't, well, yeah. I haven't, we were I haven't turned a much. lot more. To yes, yeah. yes. We yeah. were,
3: we were prepared for the worst, right. Or told to prepare for the worst. It was a little, yeah,
4: underwhelming. But I mean, all in all, not a bad thing.
3: Yeah, I oh, got, yeah. I got drenched. I went back out in the middle of the real rain to re-clean my rain gutters. And I was outside less than five minutes, and I was as drenched as I've ever been. I had to go in and change my jacket again because it was so wet. But I did. Earlier in the day, I'd been out working, and I had a a flannel shirt on, and it was wet. And I took it off when I went back in the house. And to go back outside, I figured I might as well use that same stupid wet shirt and not, not wet another one. And it wasn't cold. I don't know if you've ever put on a wet, yeah, shirt, wet shirt before, yeah. and you're freezing cold. But it was so warm out; it wasn't at all it, cold, and right. it was okay to put on the wet shirt and go back outside.
2: But I think it was Monday morning, um, early Monday morning. I was laying in bed, and and I heard my sprinklers go off. <laughs> and I had shut them off. I had gone out. I had because I had come home. Um, I guess it was Friday. It was Friday afternoon when I when I got home. I went and shut the you sprinklers you, up. You I, said you had. I, I was go. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And for whatever reason, I guess my gardeners turned turned them back on again. So I had to go out and and
3: shut them off. So that was good, clean water. No damage to my avocado trees. My neighbors put some block up uh, in their. Keep the at the driveway to deflect from. the water onto the street, because most of it would come in their driveway and then come across their yard and wash through mine. But I had no, no washing through. No, my I yard think we were, we yes.
2: were fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah, um,
3: I did notice, however, all of the weeds, the winter, the fall and winter weeds have already started germinating from just this one rain at my house. Oh, really? So hopefully it'll get dry enough to kill them before i have to right. before i have, before to, I do have to do anything but we've had a a good week temperature wise and we're going to have a cool day another cooler relatively cooler day today but i guess it's supposed to up warm man. up for monday tuesday wednesday and then cool down again i did hear that it was going to it was going to warm up the pressure dome is coming closer. Oh, is that what, is it's it, headed a, our way. A,
2: a, what what is that? A, a heat dome? Is yes. that what they, Well, what it, what it they it
3: brings. Yes, it's a high pressure over the center of the U.S. And if it gets over us, it warms our weather.
2: Well, there was one over. wasn't there Wasn't there a heat dome over the eastern U.S. this week? Where they were having dangerous,
3: yeah, dangerously it, warm record, temperatures.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think you know so.
3: how I am. Until it affects us. <laughs> you don't care. Nah, if it affects North Carolina. I pay attention, but otherwise, I have, well, I
2: haven't talked to Katie, so I don't. I don't know what's going on in North Carolina right now. i will have to have to touch base with her this weekend and see what's see what's happening. So, um, anyway, um, you're, garden, in, th- you're in charge
3: of classes. George isn't here today.
2: George is not here today. George is on assignment. Up in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, I, believe, I guess that
3: it? answers the question as to whether he was coming back this weekend or not. Yeah,
2: he's well.
3: <laughs> well, he could be down at the front door. I don't. Nah, I don't think so. No. If only, if only we had listened last week. Well, he told me he wasn't going to be here. Oh, so well, why'd you ask me then? I. I don't know. He probably it, told me. Well, I'm not probably. I assure you, he told me. But go ahead. Anyway.
2: Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances, there is going to be no class in San Diego this morning, um, but there is going to be our, our regular class in Poway at 930, and it's going to be um, citrus care with John Clements from the San Diego
3: Botanical Garden. Ho- hopefully our corpse flower will still be upright if you for can, his visit. You,
2: if you want to stop in and see that, you can do that as well. Um, septu- sept-
3: Hang on a second. The- Sunday what the veggie
2: oh go ahead
3: there's going to be a veggie vault swap at Walter Anderson Nursery in San Diego tomorrow from 10 to 11 a.m. Walter Anderson Nursery in San Diego is transforming their classroom area into a lively marketplace where local growers can gather mingle and swap their bountiful harvests it'll be a first they're going to give it a try and see how it all works out. But that is it happening tomorrow. should be an tomorrow.
2: event. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, then next weekend is September already. It's Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Which is just ridiculous. Uh, we, w- we have no class scheduled in Poway on September 2nd. In San Diego at 9 o'clock, uh, it's going to be uh, – class about Dr. Earth Fertilizer with Oscar Fortas.
3: He, he's the, the rep.
2: He's the I rep from think from there. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, both stores will be open on Labor Day, on Monday Labor Day. So if you are going to be wanting to get out and do some stuff in your yard, you are welcome to come into either store to,
3: you know, I to shop
2: on a regular basis. I should
3: have gone down one more Couple of more sentences on the Veggie Vault Swap tomorrow at the the nursery in San Diego. It says bring your homegrown goodies, whether it's an abundance of tomatoes or a treasure trove of zucchinis. We're looking forward to seeing all of your bountiful harvests. So today, right? No, that's oh, tomorrow. tomorrow at, that's tomorrow okay, from tomorrow. ten to eleven. Okay. I think I'm dropping neighbors off at the airport in the morning tomorrow, so maybe I'll stop by afterwards and I'll go with nothing. But a bag or a basket. <laughs> Just go and pick and stuff. See up. if I can get stuff.
2: <laughs> get stuff. Uh, also coming up um, on the first, second, and third. It's the um, Southern California Plumeria Society Hawaiian Festival Sale at Belboa Park. Um, that's going to be in the at the Casa del Prado. That's the first, second, and third of um, September. So if you want to. Stop in and see what they have going on there. (coughs) They should have quite an abundance of stuff, I would imagine.
3: Guess what? What? You ready to talk black fig fly for a moment? Oh, it's still bothering you? (laughs) It is, however, comma. I harvested and ate one half at a time. So I picked some figs. I took a bite, checked the inside to make sure there was nothing nothing in the other half. Um, but I, I have figs ripening Good. and it is crystal clear from looking at the trees, which fruit have the maggots in them and which don't because the maggot infested fruit at this point on the black mission fig are turning purple while they're still small, probably smaller than my thumb and the ripe fruit, the, the unmaggoted fruit is fully sized. It's very easy to tell. That's interesting. And the, yeah, the interesting. infested fruit doesn't ripen. It colors and stays small, stays hard. I was peeling it open and seeing what was inside. And then I was taking well, taking them over to my chickens, but I wasn't certain the chickens were getting them, so I took alternate means to make sure they were not reproducing. Um, but it was crystal clear what was bad and what wasn't. That's interesting. That's interesting. interesting. And, yeah. And so it is also heartening to know that I got some figs. And my celestial fig, which is, I don't know, 40 feet away, is ripening fine. It doesn't seem to have any of the fig fly. And I don't know if there's something in that tree that doesn't attract them. The, between the two trees is the tiger fig that I have, and it had a ton of uh, misshapen fruit because of the black fig fly on it. And I didn't go look at it to see if anything's ripening, but hopefully it'll be as easy to tell on that as it is with the with the black mission fig so yeah i didn't
2: I didn't even check the corky well, the corky fig in the in the parking
3: lot my corky in the backyard still has not none of the early fruit ripened it had all dropped, and i wasn't the fig fly wasn't on my radar so I didn't pay attention but the second crop hasn't ripened yet it's starting to look like it will but it i checked that yesterday too but it's in the backyard it's a couple hundred feet away from the from the other ones but it has i don't know it hasn't ripened
2: i needed to we i'll have to take a look at the one at the at the poway store and see what's going on with that So i
3: guess i have to apologize for all of my whinings of the last two three weeks that i wasn't getting any figs because you got one I got more than one. I'm kind of surprised that I was able to come into well, work we, today. We got a,
2: we got a pretty good har. We, the first crop off of the
3: corky, off the corky fig in,
2: in Poway was a was a good harvest. We Excellent. We got we got a lot of them, and they
3: were and are they're, they're big. I got nothing off of my early crop. They and all fell.
2: That's interesting. Very interesting. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We're going to take a quick break here with Garden Talk. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888 344 1170 That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. There is more garden talk on the way.
2: You were just checking our uh We, have, we our, had an event. Our, our webcam?
1: Yes, I was.
3: And the flower well, Actually, stone? It wasn't the webcam. I was looking at the security footage. I think oh. the webcam went down last evening. It but seems it is to have still done that. it is still upright. It is still Our Corpse Flower, which was kind of an event this week. We were waiting for it Yeah, it was pretty cool. It did finally open Wednesday afternoon, just as I was getting ready to go home. I looked at it, and it was starting to open. Ah. But at 3, about 3.16 in the afternoon, it was just open a tiny bit. At 4.30 in the afternoon, it was open quite a bit more. And at... What well, was about eight between eight fifteen and eight thirty it had opened up into a a large tapered vase form mm-hmm. and I expected when we came in Thursday morning that it would be wide open, but it had begun to close so Wednesday night was its peak opening with minimal smell, but it looked it was it was neat, and we decided to stay open for an extra few hours. We Mm -hmm. stayed open till 8, and we had, I don't know, probably a few hundred people come through um, to take a look at it. And it was really neat to watch everybody taking their pictures with it, and kids would have to, for the picture, their folks would have them hold their noses closed because they were in front of the stinky flower. And the funny thing was is it smelled more at the back. It was open to the front, and that is not where the – the stink came Where from. Where the fragrance it was. It smelled more to the back than the front. And it really wasn't that bad when the flower was open. But when we came into work on Thursday morning, we opened early, 7 a.m. on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was bad. very, very stinky. Yeah. Um, and that persisted only till about noon. The flower had closed up somewhat. It was not near as open as it was when we left on Wednesday night. and But the, the fragrance... Had yes. increased dramatically, and so even though it's not, air quotes here, open, the, it is still upright. It is still has the coloration. You can still see the inside colors to it. It's still pretty impressive. We had a lot of people come through yesterday that still really enjoyed it.
2: Well, what's one of the things that I find so amazing about it is we're what what's today the, the twenty twenty sixth? Yes. This all this all happened. In 26 days, I mean the the growth on that on that plant, as big as it is, that all happened just within the last 26 days. That's true. That- I, mean, it, I mean it's it's a huge amount of growth for something to come up like that. Before it even before it even opened, it had grown. Oh God, I'm trying to think of it. It had grown 24 inches in 10 days. I mean That's that, that, impressive.
3: That, that, that's a lot. And when people wonder why it doesn't bloom every year, it's because of the energy it takes that it has to store up to push out all of that flower in that short period of time. And that's why the leaf that it put out a year and a half before and the year before that is just energizing, which I miss... Uh, mistakenly called a bulb i believe it is a corm and not a bulb i think you are correct and that's unfortunate but it looks like a bulb can i say no, right yeah but it, but it's about it's about this it's well it's bigger
2: than a basketball
3: oh yeah it, it? this was probably close to a foot and a half in diameter when when it uh, was transplanted and we're gonna on have the
2: 30th of june and we're gonna have to transplant it again I know it's. We're gonna have to move it up into a even it's gonna, larger container. I think
3: I think it'll be time to put it in one of those forty five gallon black plastic tubs. I think you're right because it's gonna push against the wall of the twenty four inch box this it, year. The unfortunate
2: the unfortunate thing is, um, I mean it, it was it was re- it was really neat to see the flower. I mean it was that that was very very cool, um, but it's not gonna have. Uh, a vegetative
3: growth state. Well, I I would not be surprised if we had a few s- short leaves come off of the shoulders of this corm. When we transplanted it, it looked like there were little buds starting to poke up on a couple of the shoulders of the corm. Oh, okay. So I have seen pictures of them where they have the main leaf stock and other leaves in the forest around mm-hmm. them. And I'm hopeful that it'll put out a few of those just to add a little bit of interest as we wait to see how long it takes for the the flower that's there to collapse. That upright spadix gave a little bit. I finally decided yesterday, since the flower was post fully open, Mm. I wanted to see how solid it was. And you can tell that it is kind of spongy. spongy. I made sure that the webcam wasn't on, so nobody knows that I reached in and touched (laughs) it. Because um, I didn't want to set a bad example. So don't tell anybody about that. But it, it is still firm and upright, and the rest of it is, it, it still looks really neat. And if we didn't know that it opened on Wednesday and it is less open now, nobody would know and they would enjoy it just as much. Yeah, yeah. The, the smell's gone. That's very sad, although. Not a bad uh, thing. I don't know that that's such yeah. a bad thing. Thir- Thursday night, I was sitting at home. And I could still smell it, you know, it was still in my head. And and Friday, yesterday, a little bit as well. It's just every once in a while you kind of get that. Hmm. It's permeated my world, but it has, it has cleared out. And it was a really, really neat event. I, I would guess we had a couple of thousand extra people come through the nursery to take a look at that. And I, I guess I'm getting old, and as much as I try to be... Walter Matthau and Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> it was really neat to see everybody. People were smiling. Yeah. People were having a good time. People were taking pictures. It, it was, it was really neat.
2: Yeah. No. It was a. It was a. It was a fun event. I'm glad we. Were, I'm glad we were able to do it. You know. I. I think i mentioned it last, last week when we were talking about it. I remember growing up and seeing picture seeing pictures of this plant. And never even thinking that I was going to be able to see one, and now yeah. is it? everybody's got them. They're they're all over the place. Well,
3: so. they're not that that um,
2: bountiful, plentiful. But well, you got the botanical gardens got them. The San Diego Zoo has them. Um, Brooklyn Botanical Gardens has had them for. There's years. a common thread there. there right. There's a, a, lot, a lot of different places. San that Francisco, have had, Chicago, San, San Francisco. Actually, San Francisco was the first was the first place I ever actually saw one of the plants uh, when we were up there. oh God, It's about eight, seven or eight years ago. Um, they had one of the plants in the conservatory at Golden Gate Park, and it it was massive. I mean, I was it, it wasn't blooming. But the vegetative growth on it was incredible.
3: It was was huge. Well, as impressive as this one is, it's young. It is only six and a half years old from seed, and the bulb is probably close to a foot and a half wide. It was Mm. eight inches wide uh, two years ago, and it is growing rapidly, so I can only imagine what next year's leaf is going to be and— I'm going for 2 years. 2 years from now what the flowers going to look like. Yeah. It, it this one
2: ours definitely was a, the the flower was smaller than the one that they had at the uh, botanical garden, but it's uh it's still very impressive. And then we have the we, the babies. We, the the small ones that we got in. I find I don't broke think down. they're the, they're I don't think they're it's not the same.
3: No, it's Kojak or something like that. It's a yeah. morphophallus Kojak, and it is a Shorter version that'll get four to six feet tall, and it produces a smaller dark purple calla-like flower with a different sm- smell. smell to the it, odor to, it, to it. it, fragrance to it, but it still does have that fragrance. It is not as cold-sensitive as the titanium. We used, to, we used to get the leopard palms. That's what, I think that's what this is. is that it's what got, got the leopard stem.
2: <clears throat> yeah, they they bu- both of them do. I mean the one that the one that's flowering now uh, has the has that same has a single has a single trunk and then the three branches and the modeled stem
3: to it. The uh, I finally broke down and bought one yesterday. I didn't buy it when we had. I had one a for couple a couple hundred of them. I had one for years. Um, Where did uh, you put it? Was it modeled sun or did you put it out in the full sun?
2: I think it was. I think we kept it in, kept it in filtered sunlight.
3: I somebody brought in pictures of what I'm pretty sure is the flower from that plant in Poway, um, in full sun down in the valley of Poway, so I think it'll take it. It and might. It's not as cold sensitive. Um, it's not where I'm going to put mine, but
2: yeah, yeah. I should probably pick. We I think we still have we still have them, don't we?
3: Yes, there's a few.
2: Because we, we had them in, we had them in four inch pots. We had them in four, four inch, inch gallons, gallons and, and, and
3: fives. And there's a few four inch left. There's fewer gallons left and there's some still some nice looking fives
2: i yeah i've got a i've got a place in the backyard i I authorize
3: you to step up and buy a five gallon well i may Um, have to do that we also had a customer in yesterday olivia who had called in a few weeks ago describing her little yellow flower with the she said it was rounded and john clements called in and told us he thought it was a, i think drumsticks yeah, or crassopedia. Crassopedia, yeah. and then we found she called the following week and say it wasn't that and i think one somebody here came up with pin cushion the okay. pin cushion protea and that is what it was okay. and she came in yesterday and went to look at them um, i got sidetracked and somebody else took her to see them so i don't know what whether or not she found them or not um i don't know whether or not she got one but it was a it was a pincushion protea is okay. what that flower with the yeah, stamens that in, were curled yeah. around in a ball. That makes sense. Yes, it perfect. It totally does, and I.
0: But it's much bigger than a drumstick.
3: Yes, it is. But we didn't have the picture to look at. Oh, so. I got
0: you. Understood.
2: Yeah, my my pincushion that I put in the backyard is just it, It's gr- I can't believe how much it's grown. I mean it. It's grown like crazy.
3: I've done well with all my pin cushions until I croaked them, and I'm still not sure what Might you did happen. to him. I think I didn't give them enough water during the hot month of August. Last year I lost a couple, and this year I lost my established um, Banksia, and I would have thought it could have gotten through a month without any water here if it was established, and either giving it water during a super hot month Caused it to rot and croak, or not giving it water during a super hot month caused it to die, and Ooh. I don't know which.
2: Yeah, my my pincushion, I put I put it in a, a a pot above the that I had cut the uh, a ceramic pot. I had cut the bottom off of it so that anything that I put in it could could root down through. Um, but it's almost three feet in diameter now. How how many years have you had it? A couple of years. I I croaked the banksia, which was in the pot next to it. The banksia, the the banksia, just never did anything. I mean, I I put it in and it sat there for a long time. Never really grew. The pincushion took off, and it's got the trunk on it must be close to two or three inches in diameter now. It's grown like crazy.
3: It's very sad. I. Hopefully I'll actually I'll ask John when he comes in, see what I did. Um, they're in well drained, decomposed granite. They get some afternoon shade, but I guess you, we should I should call those guys on the radio, see if they know
2: anything. See, see if they can figure out what's going on. You're listening to Garden Talk here on K C B Q and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 there is more garden talk
2: on the way. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahati. George Allman has the day off today. I can't remember what I was going to talk about. Um, irises bearded iris. Yes, sir. We have, we have bearded iris in
3: uh, both stores. Yes. Um,
2: uh, Decent selection of them.
3: Agreed. And and yesterday, I, when I ordered those, I ordered two picture tags for each variety. Mm-hmm. And we got in, I think, two or three picture tags because they didn't have them. And I said, that's fine. We'll print our own and put them on the bins. Yesterday, I got a box filled with two tags picture for tags. each plant that we received. So I got hundreds of tags in the mail yesterday <laughs> and the the sales rep told me he wasn't sure how that was going to work out for me because they normally send one per plant but trying to staple them on there and get them to stay on the leaves Jeez. is so i didn't want to do that i just want a picture label for each bin so he was chuckling he said we'll try you let me know how it works out and it worked out really well we have a few hundred tags a few after. hundred tags now yeah yeah, oh, that, what is it? A month after, or weeks after we got the plants, right? Yeah, I
2: guess it's been a couple of weeks since they. Since
3: you know they what came else in. came in this week in the bulb family? I'm guessing no, because you didn't mention it. Crocus. I did see crocus. Crocus sativus, both stores. Damn. Okay. Um, saffron. Saffron.
2: That's right. Saffron crocus.
3: And I think it is time for you to tell the obligatory saffron story. Oh, there's there's new listeners. They haven't heard. Windowsill. Okay.
2: Yeah, back when I lived in Claremont, I had grown. I had actually grown a lot of uh, Crocus sativus. It it's very it it's very easy to grow. It's a it's a really neat plant. It'll naturalize here. It it'll naturalize here, and you can get saffron from it, which one is tweezer what are full at a time. <laughs> a tweezer full at a time, um, which is actually one of the most. I think it's one of the most expensive spices on the market. Um, But I had harvested a bunch of saffron and had it drying on a a plate in the kitchen on the windowsill. And my former mother-in-law had come over and decided to clean up part of the kitchen and didn't realize what it was and
3: threw it all away. Did you demand thousand dollars for the replacement? Cost no, of I, d- I front?
2: no, I did not. I just took it as a lesson learned, and I, I actually, actually, I don't know that I've act- actually grown it since then. But uh, she's ruined it for you. <laughs> but no, it, it, nat- it naturalizes easily. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty plant. The even without, and the fl- the flowers are the the flowers are really pretty as well. Um, but very very easy to. Very easy to harvest, although I don't use a lot of saffron myself. I it's, don't either. It's just not one of those things. But. And
3: I'm surprised I don't have any. I, I don't think I've ever taken it home to grow it or taken it home to leave it in the garage. Exactly. Become dust. Have you grown uh, it, Mark? I have not, no. It It is super easy. And I think it would be more likely that somebody would accidentally weed it out of the garden, not knowing what it was and just seeing it as a little weed amongst the other flowers rather than harvesting it off your Windowsill.
2: Yeah, that's, that is true.
3: That is true. If you want to give us a call,
2: 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we are going to go talk to John in San Diego. Good morning, John. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Congratulations on the Immortal Palace. I asked David this week if he was going to be handing out cigars.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I had already not handed them out. You, you, you just put me on the spot there, John. It ruined everything for me.
4: Well, it's. I congratulate you on uh, a fun thing to have in the garden. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's been pretty neat. We've been we've been 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 very pleased with it, to to say the least.
3: Do you have any thoughts on why it did not open flat? Why it just stayed up in the collar up vase form?
4: That's a that's an interesting observation. Uh, so one thing that is certainly a factor is that it was its first bloom. And you'll find that as that plant matures and gets gets bigger, you know, you you mentioned it's about the size of a basketball. Ours is, goodness, it's got to be maybe three or four feet across. Oh, my word. Wow. They're huge. And as that plant grows and matures and that corm bulks up, (laughs) your subsequent flowers will be magnificent. You know, it's that, that first one. We just had a first bloom the most recent one at the garden, and it was underwhelming, let's say, once you've seen the bigger ones. And so you just have something to look forward to in future years that it'll get better. The flower will get much wider. The spadix gets, oh, goodness, the one that we had two years ago, the spadix was probably three times higher than the one that just bloomed for us. So, So that's a big factor of it.
3: And, and is it two to three years that you've had to rebloom, or have you had yours rebloom yet? The big one. We've hit,
4: so we we have seven of them now, and so uh, we have had reblooms. And um, goodness, it's it's more than every couple three years. I think for us, we're hitting four to five years. Okay. On the cycle, it takes a while. It's it's a bit. I tell people it's very similar to to plants like agave. Uh, it takes them so many years to build up enough energy to shove that giant flower stalk out. That that really the plant is just, you know, it's living to reproduce itself, and so it, it's bulking up and bulking up, and then finally when that that event happens, uh, especially for things like agaves, you know, they're the monocarpic; they die afterward, and so it's it's a big push.
3: You know, did I see buds? on the shoulders of that corn will they put up little leaves around the edges or did it just was it just trying to fake me out
4: it can happen but it's it's infrequent in in those little side shoots tend to just sort of shrill and the mother plant will take all that energy and just put it into that big corn but in in the wild you will see them kind of sprout from the sides and you can break those off a bit like, you know, if you were raising cycads and you want to just take a pup off or something.
3: Excellent. Now, what do we have, what do we expect now that the flower is closing? What is its next, what are its next steps? You will see that structure above uh, just sort of
4: flop over. And the young one that we just had that had a first bloom it was pretty much done within about 10 days from the the day that it bloomed. And so then you'll just have that spadix shrivel, the flower will begin to fade and it will just flop over and just let it be. Just don't, don't try to trim it off or anything like that. It will just push whatever energy it had into the bulb. If it was pollinated, then that spadix would, would stay intact and the seed would form on the spadix.
3: Okay. And, So it's going to sit now until next year to put up another leaf?
4: That's right, yeah. So then you'll have nothing happen between now and and sometime next spring, and then it will shove up another, you know, it's really a single leaf, but looks sort of like a palm tree. And and then that will just nourish the bulb. And and you get one leaf a year, People just sometimes people come into the garden looking for the corpse flower when it's not in in leaf. And they'll say, where's the thing you know, we point to an empty pot? You know, it literally has, uh, you know, this season of vegetative growth or flower and then nothing.
3: And do you give it some moisture during the nothing period when it when the leaf dies down? We let it go completely dry. But what about yeah. now with this? That's a different season do I treat it the same you,
4: know, you you can let it begin to dry out i would i would keep it moderately moist don't don't let it completely dry for a bit uh but you know once that structure completely disappears then i'll begin to taper back the water to complete dryness
3: excellent excellent yeah, it's fun isn't it it's, it it's really, really cool. has been an incredible journey and watching all the people come through is it's just a whole nother experience and and it, it, it was it's been wonderful and i'll enjoy watching the the flower dissipate it, it's you know a circle of life sort of thing
4: it is it's it's a fun thing to have and i was going to mention to you your issues that you've had with proteaceae, the banksias the leucospermums you know my friend Nan Sturman refers to things like leucospermums as 50 50 plants you're going to lose half of whatever you put in, which it's it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, The thing that you can do, if you notice any sign of that browning in the middle where, you know, it's, it's sometimes symptomatic of too much water, one of the things that most often will kill those is watering it when the soil is hot, because then you get these root rot organisms that just go off and become problematic. But there is a product by Monterey, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember if it's Fosgard or uh, Agrifos. It, it, Agrifos. Agri-Foss. Agrifoss is a terrific product to use. I use other uh, products at the garden if I notice any sign that that is beginning to drop leaves in the center or anything like that. Then uh, it's a great product because it's systemic, and you can actually have that be a part of the plant system, and you can nip that in the bud frequently. So if you do start to see any sign of decline and you're maybe thinking maybe I shouldn't have watered it I will actually use it prophylactically Uh, so usually late spring early summer I'll just give them a shot of that and sometimes twice during the summer
3: and that seems to help I should have asked you a couple of months ago now should I not have watered it when it was hot and dry
4: you have to be very careful to, you know, you, you you want to make sure don't water during the heat of the day, because that tends to uh, be problematic. And it's the same thing. People frequently will water uh, native plants during the heat of summer, and they'll think, oh, gosh, it's really a hot day. It's 100 degrees or something. And they'll water, and they shouldn't, you know, like, like let it get past that.
3: Well, thank you very much. Are you going to bring some of that good information to a citrus class anywhere today
4: oh we're going to enjoy that citrus class that's growing citrus is one of my favorite things
2: well we are looking we are definitely looking forward to having you at the store uh, later today that and that's the uh citrus care class with john Clements from the uh, san diego botanical garden it's going to be at 9 30 at our palway store
4: yeah that that'll be great we'll we'll tell everybody how to be very successful sticker growers
2: that sounds fantastic yeah.
3: Thanks, thank, John thank thanks, you very thanks. much for the
2: call John we'll see you later we'll see you later today.
3: I violated every one of my yeah uh, one of his rules, of rules it and it's really when it gets hot out. and they start to stress. I think I it guess I shouldn't water. let it go the whole month exactly. without being watered and then I croaked him.
2: you know I don't. I don't remember when I watered mine the last time. I mean, it and it, it's in a pot. It, it's in a pot, but yeah. it's outside of the sprinkler system area. So, I'm, oh well. My yeah.
3: banksia was beautiful, and it had probably eight or ten flower heads beginning to open on it. And oh, oh they well. have discontinued their <laughs> they've, their they've, opening.
2: They have stopped stopped that. Yes. Uh, anyway. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCPQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 there is more garden talk on the way
2: and we're back with more garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i am ken anderson along with david ross mark Mahadey, george allman has the day off um if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is no. the number. Sorry. No, you're you're fine. Um what else do I have on my list of stuff? When are the
0: other one of the other bulbs coming
3: in? I don't think they're gonna be until the end of September, mid to late September. Okay. The the new supplier is a later supplier. Okay. Um, I th- yeah. think our Olivia, not the caller Olivia, and some others were at the Far West show mm-hmm. up in Oregon. And Uh, they were corresponding with another bulb supplier. So we'll see if that comes to fruition.
5: Excellent.
2: Uh, Let's see. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go up to Escondido where Dennis is waiting. Good morning, Dennis. How are you?
5: Hi, I'm doing well. Got a silly question here. Uh, I don't believe I've experienced this in the past, but in recent years I've been having trouble getting my garden hoses off of my faucets. Maybe I've been leaving them on too long. I've actually had to take great big uh, channel lock pliers to try and get them off and and almost break the pipe in the ground trying to get them off and wind up using a hacksaw scoring the things to get them off. Is there something that I can preventative uh, put on the faucet threads to uh, make it come off or am I the only guy that ever had this problem? (laughs)
2: i have not had a i have not had that problem recently although there i know there's a i know there's a product called never Seize that you can put on that will you, you use it on used on bolts and corrosive situations so that it the the threads don't threads don't won't corrode over um but I I understand where you're coming from. Where they they if they stay on for too long, yeah, they can it, it can be
5: a problem getting them off.
3: Yeah, I, I would I just have
5: a well, and and, and that water might be uh, leading to that problem too. Yeah,
3: there's a couple of ways to to deal with that, and that one would be just to every six months, every quarter, or something. Take uh, detach and reconnect, but I would consider just putting Teflon tape over the, over the joint. And oh, that's then, true, too. And then closing it up. I, okay. It's not usually right. a problem, but since it is, I would just tape them. Yeah, that would be an
2: easy way to okay.
5: do it. About eight weeks ago, a guy called in. He said he didn't have any avocados on his tree, no buds or blooms or anything like that. I've been having the same problem with uh, my trees this year last year they were I had a bountiful harvest for my trees being so old but I'm thinking if he's listening the problem may be the fact that uh, I haven't seen any bees around my place lately I, are we having a bee shortage in uh, uh,
2: gardens I have not heard of a problem uh, uh, shortage of pollen uh, Shortage of pollinators in the in this area,
3: um, not not for the last few
2: years, not not yeah, not that I'm aware of. Um, it, you, your tr- your trees are blooming. You're just not getting a lot of pollinator, not a lot of pollinators in the area. Is that what's going on?
5: I believe so, and and actually this time uh, I haven't had any blooms.
3: Well, that wouldn't be related to pollinators at all. That would probably be more closely related to food and water. Yeah. Or or trimming. Have, have you trimmed them at all? No. Okay, because sometimes no. if people cut them, that could prevent a, a bloom cycle, but it's probably related to food and water. And I'm surprised okay. this year right. they did not. Um, if you are not fertilizing regularly, I would get on the program, and then uh, this next late winter... February, March, or January, February, just prior to a rain, I'd get some fertilizer out on them and, and encourage them coming into spring and then make sure to follow up with water throughout the spring into summer because if they do set fruit and they do get stressed, the first thing they're going to do is drop that fruit. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Should I fertilize them, what, two or three times a year? At least, yes. but Yes. Okay, and, and all right, very this, good. It turns out this last weekend storm, or last week's storm, would have been a perfect time to do it because we didn't have so much rain that it was flooding in most areas. Um, so if we do get another one, they're talking about maybe some some moisture coming into town next weekend. Uh, if we're having a rainstorm, let the clean, natural water wash in your fertilizer.
5: Okay, I'll hit it.
2: Okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call, Dennis. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. Um, yeah. Usually, it, when you don't, if you don't have flowers, right. that's 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 not a pollinator. No, That's right. not a pollinator issue. Now, if you have flowers and you're not getting fruit set, then that can be a pollinator issue. Although, with I've always told people that if just to be on the safe side, if you don't see a lot of bees around while your avocado trees are blooming, just go and move your move your hands over the flowers to move, to yeah, jostle like, the pollen exactly. around and and get some fruits out that way.
3: Oh, so next year when a tree is blooming, I should climb up into yeah. the tree, right? That would be a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, like that worked out so well this year. Last for time. Me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh let's see uh once again the unfortunately the class in san diego today has been canceled but uh, john clements who we spoke to just a little bit ago on the show is going to be in poway at 9:30 30 um, for his citrus class
3: and tomorrow at walter anderson nursery in san diego there's going to be their first annual veggie vault swap bring your excess Fruits and vegetables, and share them with other gardeners from around San Diego. That's going to be tomorrow morning, Sunday, the 27th, from 10 to 11 a.m. in the classroom area, which is out amongst the azaleas near the Staghorns. I think so. Correct. I believe so. Come inside the entryway of the nursery, not the building, and to the right, and share your bountiful harvest, trade tips, share tips, keep your tips to yourself. (laughs) And uh, see what you. Go- I'm. I'm going to go just try and take. Just going to go see what you. What, oh, I already what, gave away all mine.
2: Could somebody help me, please? <laughs> you know who's who's good at giving stuff away is is Roy Farmer Roy. He brings in yeah said unbelievable amount unbelievable amounts of tomatoes. I mean, do you know yeah. what happens
3: if you leave one of those tomatoes sitting on the counter for too long when it's warm out? Um. It melts. It melts. It melts. Yes.
2: I could see that happening. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. We'll be back next weekend with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert@walteranderson.com. at That's askanexpert@walteranderson.com, at or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. (laughs)